Hey everyone, so today I wanted to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is living by feelings. And so this is something that I did for many, many years in my Christian walk, and I see it all the time. I, I get to talk to a lot of people online and in real life, and I the most common things I see are, I don't feel like God loves me, I feel like God left me, I feel worthless, I don't feel valuable, I feel like God abandoned me. I feel like God doesn't love me or like me. And um and then they'll even just question like I don't know what I did wrong and etc. And because of this, I mean, I see a lot of good Christian people that are just being destroyed for the lack of knowledge. You know, it's how I lived for many years. So this is actually a very passionate topic of mine. So when I see people talking this way, I always go out of my way to talk to them because I know how crappy it was to live that way for many years and um, so I'm going to give a couple testimonies just with two aspects of my life and, um, and then I'm going to just talk a little bit about it. So, okay. So when I was born again, it, it was a little over 14 years ago. Um, I used to have, you know, some pretty amazing encounters with God, some pretty awesome ones, uh, uh, supernatural experiences and all that cool stuff with him. Cause he's just amazing. And the problem is, because I didn't have understanding on certain things and living by faith and all that stuff, walking by faith, um, because of that, I actually ended up starting to live by these feelings. So what I mean by that is, if I didn't feel God, if I didn't have an encounter with Him, I I thought He didn't love me anymore. If I didn't feel Him or, you know, whatever, if I didn't feel His presence, um, I would believe that He left me. Um, or I would believe like what I was, what I was saying earlier that I did something to offend him or to hurt him or et cetera. And so I would live up and down and all around. I always say, um, I was living by feelings. I would you know, so if God would touch me, then I would be like, yay, God still loves me. And then, you know, God just loves you so much. He's not going to do that. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But so anyway, so, um, one day God just took the feelings from me completely, like no more experiences, no more of any of that stuff, no more visions, um, no more of the encounters I had with him, no more feeling him and all that stuff. And the last thing that I had, and this was years ago, um, oh man, at least 10 years ago. And it might have actually been over 11 because I think it was before I got saved. But anyway, so um, I was actually woken up one night by the audible voice of God, like the thundering. It sounded majestic and terrifying and amazing and sounded like thunder and it sounded like water rushing and I don't even know, like mountains quaking. Like I don't, I can't even really describe it. It was amazing. Um, I couldn't even like talk about it for a while after it because it was just so like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. And so anyway, what he said basically was the reason why you don't feel me is because I love you. The reason why I don't let you feel me is because I want you to know I love you. And so I didn't even understand what it meant. And the time that I was woken up and I actually, after I heard it, um, it was like echoing in my ears and stuff. Um, And I looked at the clock and it was like this, God told me to look up a verse, not the audible voice now, it was just the still small voice in my heart. And he told me to look up a verse and it was the time. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was. I don't have it on me, but basically it was the time I looked up the verse in a certain chapter 
of, um, or a certain book of the Bible. I don't remember what it was. It might've been in the old Testament and it says something like the Lord's voice thunders or something like it basically had everything to do with what had just happened. So it was kind of cool. So anyway, I didn't understand what that meant for many years. I kept living by feelings. I kept, you know, so now at this point I wasn't feeling God anymore. I wasn't having encounters and God's so good. He would still touch me at church and stuff. People would come and prophesy over me and encourage me and, you know, and I would talk to people. And the crazy thing is I actually never once got any advice that was freeing, um, with what I'm talking about. Like never, never once was I told any of the stuff that I'm going to talk about. Um, not once. And, and that's okay. I'm, I'm not like upset about it, but I'm just saying like, so now this is why it's passion, a passionate thing of mine, because I don't want to pe- see people being destroyed for many years because of this. Cause I live that way and it's just not fun. So anyway, so I started, um, you know, I would, I would go to church and get touched and all that awesome stuff. God's amazing. And I would have, you know, stuff happen and, you know, still stuff here and there. Um, and I actually remember my youth pastor talking about this before, um, many years ago. And he said, you know, don't be a concubine, be a bride basically. And so what he's saying is don't just live feeling to feeling, experience to experience, feeling God once a week at church, you know, et cetera, you know, doing all that, like be his bride, like, you know, husbands and wives, they have intimate relationships. They see each other every day. They talk to each other, not just on Sundays. Right. And so, and my problem was because I wasn't feeling God anymore, you know, and and all that stuff, I thought I did something wrong. I thought that I upset him or something. So I just started living with a heart quenched. Like I still love Jesus. I still was passionate and, you know, in love with him the best way I knew how, but the best way I could say, explain it is I lived at a distance from him now. So I would, you know, be like, wow, look at all these things God's doing in these people's lives. That is so awesome. That's, you know, obviously he loves them. And I would believe like all these awesome promises for other people, but never for myself. And so, um, eventually many, many years later, I started discovering, you know, Pastor Dan and him talking about feelings and all this stuff. And I started like realizing, oh my gosh, I've been duped for all these years. Um, and I realized the reason why, like, this is when I started understanding what the voice meant many years ago. Um, the, you know, I don't let you feel me because I want you to know I love you. So what he meant by that was he loves me so much. He cannot enable that in me. It's detrimental because I was living by feelings. When you live by feelings and stuff like that, you're always going to go up and down in your Christian walk. You're always going to be like James one, where it says the man who doubts is, you know, unstable in all of his ways. It says that he's tossed around like the, the waves from the wind. And that's talking about doubt, but doubt is, the opposite of faith, right? So if you're walking by faith, you're going to not have doubt, right? So when I was living this way, I would always go up and down. I would always only be as good as I was feeling. I'd only only be as good as, as I felt like God, you know, like I would only be as righteous as I felt that I was. I would only be as um, intimate with God as I felt, you know? And so I started realizing that the reason why God he actually took them from me because I was living by him. It was actually hurting me. He had to be careful how he manifested himself to me because I started believing that the feelings were like 
relationship with God. Like if you don't have feelings, then you don't have a relationship. That's what I believed. And so that's why he took him from me because he just loved me so much. And I remember crying when I first realized that I was like this whole time, God, you were like amazing. And you did it because you're a good father. He's a good father. He doesn't want us to, to, to be stuck in these kinds of things. And so I really like to encourage people that, you know, even if they've never even felt God. And I just want to say this too with the whole audible voice of God thing. Like we don't need these experiences. Like they're amazing. But if we if we need them to be okay. And I think that God, you know, just had that happen because it really got my attention. You know. But if we need these experiences, like it's a surefire way that it's not healthy. And we're living by them. And God loves us too much to let, let us have them. And so... This is what I always say, like, we can have, yeah, we're going to see Jesus face to face in heaven, but we can see him face to face now by faith. We can walk with him every day. He's with us already. The Bible says he never will leave us. It says that we know him because he's in us and he'll be with us about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he's with us now that he was prophesying that about, you know, before that was in John, I think it's John 14. And so we, how can you do anything but know him when he's inside of you? Like he's literally like always with you all the time. And so you can live that way, whether you feel him or not. And so it's really brought freedom to my life because I'm no longer bound by living by how I feel, how it seems, what it looks like, what it feels like. You know, um, the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And I believe that if you flip it, you know, there's a way that is right to Jesus and it leads to life. And that's the truth. Like God will always bring us to life. He'll always lead us. He'll always encourage us. He's always going to grow us. He's always going to, um, just edify us. Cause life, life is life giving, right? It's always going to encourage us in the truth. Um, he's always going to give us hope cause he's the God of hope, right? His plans for us are to give us a hope and a future. So he's not going to like make us despairing and all that stuff. So if people feel despaired and all that stuff, a lot of that has to do with identity and just living by feelings. And honestly, I really believe that a lot of that stuff stems from not understanding identity because if you see, the way he sees, you're always going to see like your value and you know, you're, you're never going to see based on how you feel. You're going to be like, okay, well feelings come and go. And in fact, there's actually a verse in I think it's second Corinthians. Um, I actually have it with me. Is it second Corinthians four? Yeah. So it says, um, in verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen for the things that are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. So it's actually kind of funny because it says, uh, we do not look at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. So, or not seen. So it says that you are going to look at the things that are not seen. If you think about it, that's like, um, how do you do that, Lord? How do I look at something that is not seen? Like, it seems like crazy, right? So it's talking about a perspective, but the word look, if you look it up in Hebrew, or I'm sorry, Greek, it means take aim and it means um, consider. And so that's like a, to me, it's talking about like a, just the way that we see, right? So it's really important for us to see the way that he sees, because if we learn how to see the way he sees, it's just going to change everything. You know, it's going to change how we see situations. It's going to change just everything. And there's a verse, I think it's in Matthew six twenty two, and it says, If your eye is single, or it also says clear, healthy, good, then your whole body will be filled with light. 
And that is talking about a perspective there. And that's the perspective of faith. And if it's saying if your eye is healthy, if it's fixated on truth, if and it's a very fine line. Like truth is truth. It's not like some huge wide thing. Like it's either the truth or it's a lie. There's lots of lies, but there's only one truth. And so... Um, what it's saying is whenever you look and you, and you, you know, live with that perspective, your whole body is going to be filled with light. So what does that mean? We walk in the light as he's in the light, um, arise and shine for your light has come. So it's walking in revelation. It's walking in, in just confidence and, and just knowing like, wow, this is the truth. And really the truth does set you free. It says it in John eight it says, if you continue in my word, then your disciples of mine, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's so true. Like it's totally set me free. Like it's amazing because the cool thing about living this way is like I was saying, when you live by feelings, you always go up and down. When you live by faith and not by feelings, the Bible actually condemns sensuality. So sensual living. But if you walk by faith, not sight. So that means faith is like not living by sight. It means not feelings. It means living by faith. So if you live by faith, you're going to always be the same because you're living by truth and truth is never going to change. Like Jesus already came. He already died. He already showed us what truth is. So we're never going to live that way again because we have truth, you know, so we're never going to be, um, you know, just living any other way again because we have the truth now. Right. So, um, back to my story. So, when I started realizing this, it's, it's just started changing my life because I started realizing, oh my gosh, like I've been deceived. I've been walking by feelings my whole life. And so, you know, God just started working on me and I started realizing like when these things would come, um, and this is on to the second part that I was talking about. So, uh, this was like a, this was like in my life for many years. I don't really know when they started. I know I remember, crying about this with my husband when we were dating and we've been married 11 years. So this was at least 11 years ago. Um, and, and even now the feelings and the thoughts still come, but at least I know what to do with them now. Right. Cause we take captive every thought that, um, you know, and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Right. So they're going to come. It doesn't say that they're not going to come. The thoughts are going to come. It's what you do with them. It's like I heard once you can stop a bird from, um, or you can't stop a bird from flying around your head, but you can stop a bird from laying a, uh, what was it? A nest in your head. And well, it's starting to rain out here. So I apologize for that noise that you're going to hear. But anyway, so you can't stop a bird from flying around your head, but you can stop it from laying a nest in your head, right? So um, anyway, this is actually kind of funny, and I really don't feel like recording this again, so I'm just going to let you guys hear the rain, and we'll be fine. So so anyway, um, so hold on. We're going to do a little brief change here because it is actually raining really hard. Okay, and I don't want to record this again, so sorry about that, guys. It's kind of funny. So, here we are. We're in my garage. So, welcome to life and what happens whenever you record a podcast not in your office. Okay, so, here we go. Um, so, anyway, so I started living by feelings, right? And I was just living by you know, how it seemed and, and all that stuff. And I was deceived because of it. And so, um, you know, it started happening many years ago. And then 
and then it, you know, what it was was these feelings and thoughts would come, and they would be really subtle, and they would say things like, God doesn't love you, God doesn't like you, you don't know God, you don't hear God, he doesn't even care, like, you are so annoying to him, leave God alone, he's, like, tired of you, (laughs) and now that I hear it, it's, like, kind of funny hearing it, but I believed it, and it was actually really these feelings that would come in, and I just lived deceived for many years because of it, because um, basically, like, God would touch me at church, and then I'd be like, okay, God loves me because I felt him, okay, whew, and then I would go home and, you know, for a few days be on a spiritual high, and then, and then the next day, the feelings would come again, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm back to square one, I guess I really wasn't free, and just all the stupid stuff, it was just a big, huge just it was it was not fun and so anyway so um fast forward to when I started realizing oh my gosh this isn't even true it's really cool because once you start learning these things and you start learning about truth and how it changes you like even if you fall back into your old thinking and stuff like that even for a few days or weeks or whatever the cool thing is now that the light has come you're always going to have like like I quoted earlier rise and shine the light has come you're always going to have the opportunity to arise and shine and the light because the light has come it's already here so you're never going to be able to like just go back to your old ways you're always going to be like oh my gosh you know what this is so exposed you know this is so and sometimes it's easier to just live by feeling sometimes it's easier to just you know wallow in self-pity when you don't understand things and you don't understand like who you are but that's the amazing thing about Jesus is that he will bring change into your life and he will you know just he's just amazing I I'm so excited he makes me very excited so anyway so um basically what what I'm trying to say here is never live by how it looks how it seems or how it feels Jesus actually if you look at the story of Peter um and whenever he walked on the water he was walking there's a storm all around him so it was uncertainty everything right and he couldn't see far, right? All he could see was Jesus. I mean, the storm was not bad enough to where he could see Jesus. But he, when he was keeping his eyes on Jesus, he walked above the water. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when he started sinking. That's when all the stuff happened, right? Like right now, there's a storm outside that interrupted my podcast. So I kept my eyes on the light and Jesus and led me to the garage. Just kidding. <laughs> so anyway... And then there's another verse that says, um, "Fix." I think it's in Hebrews 12 too. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So I really believe that there's, there's like a correlation between our faith getting authored and perfected when we have our eyes on him. When we don't have our eyes on him, it kind of just affects that. It'll affect it, right? So if you, if you have your eyes on feelings and yourself, you're never going to be able to really understand who you are in truth, right? You're not going to understand, like, if you don't understand about dying to yourself and all that amazing stuff, you don't understand about, you know, that you can actually live free from offense and, and hurt and all that stuff um, because we're called to die. And so we can truly live, deny ourselves, so we can pick up our cross and follow Jesus. So if we don't understand those things, we're always going to have our eyes on ourselves, and we're never going to like understand who Jesus is, and we're going to miss out on a lot that God has for us. So in a nutshell, well, let me finish my story. I just remembered. So whenever um, these feelings would come, I would just be, you know, tormented. Like they were horrible for many, many years. It was like 
and it's always the same thing. It was always the same thing. I'd always fall back in. And I still struggled with it, even with truth when I started learning it. And so what finally happened was I just had to start continuing, continue in the truth, right? Continue in the word. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Continue in the word. Keep continuing in the word. There's a a story. I think it's in Luke 11. I don't remember the other one. um, It's recorded. It might be in Mark. I don't know. But anyway, it's in Luke 11 or around there, maybe 10. And what it is, it's talking about the strong man. And it says the strong man fully armed guards his possessions and it says that um, when a stronger than he comes, the you know he basically like tears down the strong man and destroys him. And that's Holy Spirit. And I believe the strong man is the lie. And it says that um, you know whenever and then it'll go into the into this thing about um, you when an evil spirit leaves, it will you know go and find seven worse and come back and it'll find the house empty and it will find it you know swept clean but empty and then the other the other I think it's the one in Mark it says that it'll find it unoccupied so what we're supposed to do whenever God you know whenever he frees us with from this stuff with the word whenever truth sets us free we have to occupy ourselves with truth because truth is the only thing that's the stronger than he right because Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth so if we occupy ourselves with truth when these lies come they're going to be so exposed and so that's what started happening it wasn't even an overnight thing you know I would fall for it sometimes still and whenever I started realizing okay so I understand you know this isn't true you know God does love me and I actually even found a verse in the Bible that says God likes us which was pretty amazing because I know it says he loves us but I always wanted to find one that says he likes us it was like amazing I cried so hard but anyway so so I was like I started doing this. I started like whenever the feelings and the thoughts would come, I would immediately begin to prophesy over myself. I would immediately, the word would come out. God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you are not far from me. I think, and I would just start praying and speaking with the word. God, I thank you that I'm your sheep and I hear your voice. God, I thank you that you have given me ears to hear. It says ears to hear and eyes to see. The Lord has made them both. I thank you that you've given me ears to hear you. I thank you that I'm hearing you more clearly than I've ever heard you before. I'm seeing you like never before, God. I thank you that you're building my faith up and you're establishing me in truth and identity and you are so changing everything about my life God I thank you that when these voices come that you're teaching me what it means to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and just stuff like that that's just like an example and I could go on and I mean eventually that's that's what submitting to God is it's submitting to truth and, and who he is and then eventually the devil's gonna flee that's that's what resists the devil and then he flees because he's like it's obviously not working. Like all he's doing is just encouraging me in truth because I start prophesying over myself. So, um, so that's what I started doing. And it, I mean, it's just incredible, you know, and and it's funny because the thoughts and feelings come back every so often. And it's just kind of funny to, you know, like just hear them again. It's like, man, they used to be so despairing to me, you know, and now it's like, man, truth really does set us free. It's a perspective. It's not, it's not about living life, you know, completely, free from, you know, no trials, no tribulations. I mean, trials are promised to us. Trials produce perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the Holy Spirit has been um, poured out in our hearts, right? Um, Where the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. So hope is like so important. So when people say they don't have hope, when they say they're hopeless, I feel hopeless. I'm like the God of hope lives inside of you, Romans 15, 13. That's a really good verse about that. Whenever people say that I don't hear God and they're Christian, 
Um, John 10, my, Jesus said this, I think it's 1027. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, period. That's what it says. So if you're a sheep, you hear him. Um, I know that there are some people that'll say things like, I don't feel like God is with me. Okay. So if they say that, then what does the word say? We always use the word because that's our sword, right? The word of God is the sword of the spirit. And so Whenever people feel like they say God left us, well, it says all over um, off the top of my head, and I think it's in Deuteronomy, he will never leave us nor forsake us. You know, I think Jesus said, behold, I'm with you always, even until the end of age. And then when people say things like, I don't feel like God loves me, well, God so loved the world, he gave his son, he already died for us. While we were sinners, he died for us. While we were without strength, in due time, he died for us. So he already died, like that's how we know what love is. His perfect love, like his love is manifested in this way. We He died for us. So we already know that he loves us, like it's already settled. So that's like a big, huge truth that people really want to get established in because we he already loves us. So it's already like settled. He already loves us. So whenever, like that's the number one lie I hear Christians believe. And this is actually how the devil works. So it's not an accident that it says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It doesn't even say voice because we're going to hear the stranger's voice. John 10 says, um, you know, a lot of people think, um, you know, they take their thoughts personal. They think that it's them or they'll be like, go away devil. It's like, you don't even have to think about the devil. Like he's, you don't even have to waste your time thinking about him. When the voices come, you immediately start to have intimacy with God. Like let it point you into intimacy with God. Don't let it like do any of that other stuff. Like don't even, you know, don't be one of those people that believes there's demons under every bush. Cause that's just not the way that you want to live. And so, um, Whenever these thoughts and feelings come, you know, or, or I'm sorry, so we're going to hear the voices, but we don't follow them. That's the, that's the key. So it's, it's not an accident that it says take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Why, is, why does it say that? This is how the enemy works. It says not to be unaware of his schemes. If he, if he can get the thoughts, he put the thoughts in our mind, and he, if he can get us to believe the thoughts, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. It says, out of the, help, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if he can get us to believe these thoughts, these thoughts are going to go into our heart. We're going to start believing them. And then what? We're going to become them because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And then it says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's going to come out of our mouth as our belief. We're going to start believing it so much we're going to start speaking it. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So it's not an accident. You know, that's why these things happen. That's why we must take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's why it's so important for Christians to read the Bible and to fill your heart and your mind with the word of God. Because if you don't, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to decipher truth versus lie. Like if I didn't read the word, I wouldn't know that God loves me. I wouldn't know that he's always with me. I wouldn't know that I hear his voice. Right. So it's so important. And, and it, the Bible says that, you know, everything will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. Right. But the word of God will last forever. So to me, like that shows, man, it is so important to fill your heart and mind with his word because his word is going to last forever and we're going to last forever. Right. And so it's so important for us to get the word and fill our hearts with it. And um, even just in, you know, for people that, you know, worry about memorizing it. Like when I talk about reading the word, I'm not talking about memorizing it. I don't memorize it. 
Um, I think there's like a couple verses when I was first saved, you know, you know, you try to memorize memory verses. I was never good at it. It's just not my thing. I'm not good at it. Um, but what I do is when I read the Bible, you know, and I'll probably do another podcast about this more, but I, I always say I read it with Jesus, not for him. So it's never a chore. I don't have to read the Bible. I get to. So it's always flows from relationship. It always flows from, <clears throat> excuse me, it always flows from that place. So it's never like, oh, I have to do this. I get to. It's actually exciting. And when you read the Bible this way, you know, I don't read it like a history book, you know, like, yay, I did my five chapters today. Sometimes I'll read tons of chapters at once. Sometimes I'll listen to the Bible for, you know, I think I um, listened to like the whole book of Matthew, or I'm sorry, the whole book of um, Luke the other day. And then I, I watched the visual Bible, which is the Bible, um, as a movie and it's like the exact like they have the word of god they you know they only have the word of god they don't add anything to it um and i watch the whole book of matthew so sometimes i'll do stuff like that but a lot of times when i have my one-on-one time like just reading my bible i will read sometimes like lately i've actually been in romans 5 verses like 1 to maybe like 9 or well probably more like i i've i've done the whole chapter but i've really staying in Romans 1 through 6, 5, 1 through 6, and then also I like the verse about receiving the abundance of grace so we can reign in life. And so I've been like in there for weeks, like it's been a long time. And it's cool because when you read the Bible this way, like for those who are not good at memorizing, like it literally just becomes, you know, what you say. Like um, I didn't even try to memorize it and I realized, oh my gosh, I know the first six verses because I read it so much, you know. And, uh, and so that's what it's about. So if Holy Spirit can use the word to help us, like that's why it's important that we f- give him something to work with. So fill your heart with his word, you know, and you don't have to wor- worry about reading like 25 chapters a day, even if you just read a few verses, you know, and, and if you're, you know, new to it, re- I would re- recommend that you do go through the whole New Testament um, just so you can read it and then you can go through and just really start meditating on it and stuff. But it's important to like get it into you because that'll give Holy Spirit stuff to work with when these lies come. So I don't even know how I got onto all that. Um, I asked Jesus to make sure I only said what he wanted me to say. So I guess this became like a whole melting pot of stuff about feelings and living by faith and all this other stuff. But I think they all go together. So I just want to encourage you guys, you know, if, if you're one of those people that believes this whole feelings thing, don't let it do that because the devil's just going to steal your lunch that way. It's so freeing to walk by faith. It's it's so freeing to, you know, like we, we have lived our whole lives walking by feelings, like ever since we were little kids, right? Oh, it's cold. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, you know, like, you know, just senses, right? We learn about the five senses in school. And it's always about what we feel and, you know, what we see and all that stuff. But the kingdom of God's the opposite. Like, obviously, we live in natural bodies, but the kingdom of God is the exact opposite. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. We walk by faith. It doesn't even, you know, so it's never just about, like, what we see. It actually says, like, to, like I was reading earlier from Second Corinthians, to um, have your, you know, to look at the things that are unseen. Like, how the heck do you do that, you know? And so... You know, it's really important for us to, to you know, just be encouraged in that because we're not, you know, we're not just physical bodies. We're spiritual bodies and we only have like a hundred years to do this, like to walk by faith, max. Some people have more, some people have less. But when we live like, like you want to leave a legacy, yeah, but you want to, you want to live by faith because we don't get to live by faith in heaven. We're going to see him and we're going to, you know what I mean? So 
Um, I just want to encourage you, like, if you've been struggling with this, don't, don't let there be any pressure on you. Don't feel like, you know, again, there's that word feel. So if you feel all these things, like start to find out what the word says. If you're struggling with believing God doesn't love you, find verses that say it. Like I talked about some earlier. If you feel hopeless, find verses about that. You know, there's a good one. And like I was saying, Romans 15, 13, it's one of my favorite verses. Um, he's called the God of hope, right? Um, and, and actually, well, okay, never mind. I'm not going to get into that, but it's also in Romans 5. <laughs> it talks about hope. I <laughs> so I'm sure you know that because I like told you I love Romans 5 right now. But um, so anyway, so just want to encourage you, um, don't feel bad. Don't live by feelings. If you feel bad, if you feel condemned, find verses that say you're not condemned. If you feel, you know, all these other things like walk by what truth says and don't let anything move you. Um, continue in the faith, right? Continue. Walk in it no matter what people say, no matter what circumstances say. Because circumstances and, and people and all these things are always going to try to tell you all these other things about who you are. But God wants you to know who you are through his word. Because every promise in him is yes and in him, amen. So every single promise you see in the word is true and it's yours for the taking. You just got to believe it and you walk it out. So anyway, I think that's it. Um, I, think that's, I think I'm done. Um, just to cover my testimonies, I'm basically walking by faith now and it's brought real freedom and, and I didn't need prayers of deliverance or any of that other stuff. It's just truth. Truth is what sets us free. It's a perspective that we live by. And um, it's very freeing, a very freeing place to live. I just want to say that because then you are constant. You're not moved around by circumstances and trials. You are planted on the rock, right? Your feet are rooted and grounded in love. So um, thanks for listening. Sorry for the rain mishap. Um, and of course, once I came in here, it stopped raining. So that's kind of funny. But um, anyway, thanks for listening. And I hope this was of help. Um, so have a nice day. And Jesus loves you.